0: Hello and welcome to Cinebraskans, the daily Nebraskan entertainment podcast. As always, I'm your host Kyle Cruz and I'm joined by my co-hosts.
1: Greetings and salutations, Nebraskans. I am David Berman. <laughs> uh, I am uh, the COVID-19 co-editor for the Daily Nebraskan. Um, I used to be in the culture section, um, but now we're doing some sweet, sweet COVID-19 related coverage on UNL's campus. Make sure to check all of that out.
0: Um, but yeah, this podcast is something else that, that I do. Got really thrown off because <clears throat> the like greetings and salutations is the thing that like a movie commentator that I watch on YouTube <laughs> frequently he says good. that at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> nice. And so I was like, What is happening? Well so it's got, me. Surprise.
1: Uh, it's uh, me. You're that person you're talking it's about. It's a
0: Canadian boy named John Campia. Hello, ah, it is yeah. I, Canadian boy John John Campia. <laughs> <laughs> greetings John and salutations. <laughs> And we're also joined by...
2: Uh, Mia Everding. That was a weird click in my throat. <laughs> uh, <Cool>. Mia Everding. <laughs> um, I do nothing except for this podcast.
1: Just in life in general?
2: In life in general. You
1: just go home and you stare at a wall. And, and I wait. Every Wednesday
0: night <laughs> at 7, you're like, here I go.
2: Here I go. Get in my little car, <laughs> do my stupid little things. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm Kyle Cruz. I host this podcast and write some movie reviews and a couple other random things here and there. And yeah, so we'll just jump into it with our first segment, and that's What Have I Done?
2: done, 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 done,
0: done. And What Have I Done is a segment where we just talk about what we've been watching over the past week or so and whether or not it's, it's any good. And so, as always, let's start with you, David. What have you been up to?
1: Yeah, so I haven't honestly been up to too much in the last week, just very busy with classes. Um, but last night I rewatched the movie Moneyball. Um, it was my roommate uh, Jeff's birthday, so yeah, because he is an old man at heart who loves baseball, um, he, uh, he he turned 21 um, and he wanted to watch the movie Moneyball, um, so that's what we did. Um, and yeah, it's it's a pretty good movie. I'm also a baseball fan, so I I, I enjoy movies about baseball. Um, but it's it's kind of more than that. Like it's I think it's generally accessible for the general public. Just um, so just background on it, just without getting too too deep into it. But um, it's about the Oakland A's in like the early two thousands, and um, their general manager, um, along with uh, like a lower level executive who kind of like pioneered like this kind of new way to like evaluate players. They pretty much like and so yeah again without getting too too much into it uh the oakland a's like have like the lowest payroll in baseball like they are a very small market and they can't afford like all the very expensive and good players that other teams can afford so pretty much they come up with a way to evaluate players that other teams considered to be misfits or just like aren't really at like they don't think that they are worth playing in playing like they don't think that they are uh uh good major league baseball players pretty much they kind of compile this group of like misfit players and they like do very well so um it's kind of it's it's just a very interesting look at like um taking something that baseball is very ingrained in its traditions and people don't really want to um look at things in different ways and it's just kind of about uh it's about two guys who pretty much just like see that there are a lot of flaws in the ways that something is evaluated and they come up with a new and better way to do it. Um, and, and they're kind of like cast out as prize bec- because of that, but then they have a lot of success. And that is something that has been imitated a lot in future baseball things. So yeah, it's a very interesting movie. I believe uh, Bennett Miller is the director who did Capote mm-hmm. um, and Foxcatcher, And I believe it's written by Aaron Sorgan. It is. Yes. I was just going to check that, but yes, it is written by Aaron Sorgan. And yeah, it's just a very good and fun movie.
0: Yeah. Moneyball was the first movie I watched that, I realized that like Jonah Hill's actually like more than a comedic actor. Like he's like genuinely a really good actor and I was like I I, I don't remember when this movie came out, but I remember I saw it shortly after it came out and so I think it was like 2008. It's 2011. Oh, when it came well, out. Yeah. So I was like 13 Yeah. and I was like whoa, Jonah Hill's more than just a funny guy. Nice. Um yeah, as a
1: non-baseball fan, what is your what were your kind of general thoughts about Well, this movie? when
0: I was 13, I was a baseball fan. Nice. Um so yeah. I was like, yeah, baseball. I was probably more so just like a baseball fan because I grew up in small town Nebraska and that's just kind of what happened. Very good. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, moving on to you next, Mia, what have, what have you been up to?
2: Well, this past weekend, I don't remember what day it was exactly. I think Sunday I started watching Love, Victor, which is set in the same universe as um, Love, Simon, which is based on a book. And I think... I don't remember. I never read the, like, title cards. But it's, like, all based on the same book. Like, it takes themes from the book Love, Simon. Or it's Simon and the, like, Homo Sapiens Agenda or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, It's a very cute story about this kid who's, like, figuring out his sexuality in, like, modern-day Atlanta. Um, His parents, like, he and his parents have just moved from Texas. Um, He's, like, Puerto Rican-American um just like struggling with his sexual identity struggling to fit into school and like his parents are having issues um it's very heartwarming very cute i just finished it today didn't realize that the last episode was the last episode so i was about to click next episode because it ended obviously on a cliffhanger so that was really sad there are like 10 episodes that are like 30 minutes each or so um it's i guess i didn't mention it's a hulu show so it got renewed for its second season but with covid i don't really know when that's gonna be a thing so it's very cute though and the theme song is ridiculously catchy and i still know about five words to it but then it just gets stuck in my head and i can't sing enough of it to like get it out of my head
0: yeah, I, I really enjoyed Love Simon when that came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah. I think. Um, and how do how does the show compare compare to the movie? Is it like pretty much the same thing or does it differentiate itself?
2: So it actually uses the Simon character like as a narrator and he's like a friend of Victor like kind of a mentor sort of role. So like they talk on Instagram and he's in one episode, like Nick Robinson is in one episode. Um so, it's, it's mostly the same idea of, like, a kid struggling to find his, his sexual identity. Um, but it definitely, like, focuses a lot on his familial relationships and especially, like, his parents' marriage um, and his relationship with his younger sister and younger brother. So, it's a little bit more complex and it has more time to be complex, I think, than just, you know, a two-hour movie. So, yeah. very cute.
0: They're, they're allowed... To, like, let everything
2: breathe and, like... Yeah, a I bit. think so. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah. Uh, I guess moving on from there. I also... I'm going to talk about an Aaron Sorkin movie. Uh, and that's The Trial of the Chicago 7, which came out on Netflix this past weekend. Um, and, yeah. The Trial of the Chicago 7 is based... It's written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. It's the second film he directed. Uh, I believe the first one was, like, Molly's Game a couple of years back. Mm. Which I never saw. Um, but, yeah. The Trial of the Chicago 7, it is basically about... Uh, a group of like protesters uh, at the 1968 Ch- uh, Chicago uh, Democratic Convention and there was in case <laughs> you aren't aware there there was a lot of uh, a lot of protests at that Democratic Convention and a lot of that turned turned violent and the trial of the Chicago 7 is about like the seven people that the federal government kind of deemed to be like the leaders of everything and that they like caused a lot of the violence um, and so it ranges it's basically like leaders of various like, liberal groups that were, like, organizing, like, the protests in general. Um, And, yeah, it's a really timely movie for, uh, like, when considering what 2020 has been and, like, all of the the political unrest and, like, protests that we've seen. And so seeing, like, kind of, like, the aftermath of the protests from 1968 developed in a movie like this, it was was really interesting because, like, the movie starts, like, with the beginning of the trial, so you're not entirely sure of like what exactly went down, and as the film continues, it like jumps back and like kind of provides more context, um and yeah, it's just very, it's very well paced, and I, I don't want to get too into it just because there's a lot of like moments in this movie in which like things are revealed that will just like make your jaw drop. My jaw drop probably like four or five <laughs> times over the course of this movie, and it's like I think it's like just over two hours. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's very well-paced, very well-written, as you would expect from Aaron Sorkin. Um, and while, I again, I haven't seen Molly's Game, I heard that like he did a fine job directing that. But I think he did a really good job with The Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, just, like, every single thing in this movie just, like, fits in, like... It does what it's supposed to do, and it fits the overall narrative of the story very well. Um, and a large part of uh, what, like, really sucks the audience into the movie is the cast... Um, and yeah the cast consists of uh, Eddie Redmayne, Sacha Baron-Cohen Jeremy Strong, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II Mark Rylance, Joseph Gordon-Levitt there's more Michael Keaton uh, and a bunch more people that I'm just not finding on the list right now Um, but yeah it's it's a completely just stacked cast and every single one of the actors in the movie brings their A-game to it Um, and so like watching like Eddie Redmayne act opposite Sacha Baron Cohen in one scene, uh, which they're both like giving some of the best performances of their career was just like absolutely thrilling to watch. Um, and then there's also scenes in which like Eddie Redmayne acts opposite like Michael Keaton. And that was just fun because, uh, I saw someone tweet that like, uh, it was invigorating because Michael Keaton was having to act opposite the man who stole his Oscar in 2014. (laughs) Um, which I think is just really funny. Um, but yeah, uh, Again, I don't want to get too into it because I think it's a movie that's best experienced not knowing a lot about its story, um, but I just highly, highly recommend checking it out. Again, it's on Netflix, and it's probably going to be in my top 10 of the year. Uh, so yeah, Trial of the Chicago 7. It's very, very, very good.
1: Nice. Yes. Uh, I believe the last time that Eddie Redmayne and Sasha Baron, Baron Cohen acted off each other was uh, in Les Mis when uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is like... I'm gonna kill you in the sewer, Eddie Red Eddie Redmain. And then he he's almost like, does. Please please don't. Please don't. I'd rather not die in the sewer and then I mean he's basically
2: th- dead. Isn't Valjean carrying him at that point?
1: Yeah. Well, because uh I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen Les Mis, so like in what? any fashion. Ah, yeah, no. uh,
2: this is shocking to me every single time.
1: Yep. We should watch it at some point. Yeah. Please. But yeah. Basically they're in the sewer and he's like, I'm gonna kill this guy and then doesn't because <laughs> hugh she jackman's doesn't. like no don't do that sasha barrett cohen they, they, they just say the actors names every time they, they,
2: so they're saying Jean-Val jean valjean instead anyway, of saying jean
1: valjean and javert they're just like
0: hugh jackman and then hugh jackman's like russell crowe
2: Jean valjean or hugh jackman that came out wrong. yeah
0: very good um But, yeah, I would anticipate uh, this movie to get several uh, acting nominations come uh, award season, specifically for the Oscars. Um, And I think I mentioned this in my review, but I'm not entirely sure if it got cut or not. Um, But I think this movie is all, like, I would bet that this movie is pretty much a lock for uh, the SAG Award for Best Ensemble Cast. Just because of the amount of absolutely fantastic performances. Um, Just like, yeah. Even like the the characters who only have like one or two lines are absolutely stellar. Um, So yeah, it's very very good. Moving on from there, we'll jump into our news for the week. Uh, As usual, starting with comic book stuff because we like to talk about comic book stuff. And yeah, we got the news that uh, I don't know how to pronounce this actress's name. So instead of just butchering it, uh, I'm not going to (laughs) try. I guess unless one of you guys wants to give it a shot. Starts with an X and I'm not really sure what to do with that. Her last name is Gomez, so Miss Gomez. um, Has joined the cast of Doctor Strange 2, and supposedly she's playing uh, a character named Miss America. I don't know a lot about this character. I've heard a lot of people mention her over the past few weeks, um, that she was likely to have a role in Doctor Strange 2 and would probably be a part of uh, the Young Avengers that they're seemingly setting up uh, across the Marvel movies and Disney Plus series. Um, so yeah, I don't have a lot to add to this, um, just cause I don't know the actress and I don't really know the character. Um, but do you, either of you have anything to add?
1: Um, I'm trying to just quickly Wikipedia this character, um, to see what's up. <laughs> um, uh, she is Marvel's first Latin American, uh, LGBTQ character to star in an ongoing series. So that's pretty cool. Wow. That's um, neat. But besides that, I just, yeah.
0: I don't, I don't really know anything about this character. But, um,
1: but yeah, uh, that's uh, cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's exciting to see the, the cast for Doctor Strange 2 just continue to grow um, and just to see the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, continue to introduce new characters and new heroes that we can get attached to and see pop up in whatever TV show or movie they decide to put them in. I kind
1: of feel like this movie uh, is kind of positioned to kick off – you know, future phases of the MCU and just bring in new characters by being like, this person's from another universe and now they're in this universe and like just kind of doing a lot of things like that.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it's being positioned as like the next like big MCU movie kind of along the lines of like what civil war was Um, just like a movie that's not necessarily an Avengers movie, but is like that kind of caliber of like crossover event for, for the MCU. Um, so, yeah, I think that's exciting. And moving on from there, we got the news that Michael B. Jordan is producing a movie based on Static Shock. Um, did you guys watch the Static Shock animated series when you were kids? I did not. I watched a little bit of it. I watched it when I was, like, really young, so I don't remember much of it. Um, but I remember enjoying it and having a fun time with it. And I know a lot of people are big fans of this character. Um, someone, I noticed someone tweeted out that... Uh, if this movie is like a live action movie, which I guess hasn't been like officially confirmed, so maybe it's animated, but I would bet it's live action, um, that Static Shock will officially be like the most like recent new comic book character to get his own standalone movie, um, which I just think is kind of interesting. I think he like debuted in like 93 or something, which was like a year after Harley Quinn. So he like just barely got that title, but he did. Um, And yeah, I think this will be interesting. I think it's kind of like, I bet DC, because uh, Static Chalk is a DC character, um, I don't know if this is going to be part of like the DC universe or if this is just kind of its own standalone thing. Um, but I, I bet they're kind of positioning him as like DC's kind of answer to Spider-Man, I guess, because he is kind of like a teenage hero. He's in high school, um, and he just kind of gets these powers and is a teenager, just like Spider-Man. So
1: I feel like this character can kind of be... Because um, I feel like they're trying to kind of make... Uh... Ezra Miller's Barry Allen, kind of like that, like the the young, kind of out of his depth character who's just kind of like cracking jokes and is not really like in uh, the same league as like a Batman or a Superman. Is kind of like comic reliefy, but I feel like this will probably just be better than that very bad attempt at that character. So yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Speaking of Ezra Miller's uh, Flash, uh, so we all know that like Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's coming up. It's coming up fast. I think it's supposed to debut in, like, early 2021. Yeah. So, we're, like, maybe four months or, like, four months away from that because that Ooh. put us in February. And I would I would bet, like, right around then is when we'll start seeing stuff for it. But maybe maybe it will get delayed a little bit um, because of COVID and everything like that. But anyway, uh, we got the surprising news that Jared Leto's Joker is filming new scenes for Justice League. Um, I think this has a lot of implications Uh, But before we jump into that, I think it'll just be interesting in general to see Jared Leto as the Joker again, because I think that his take on the Joker was interesting, but it was just in a really not well executed movie. And I think that there is a good performance in there. It just wasn't like it didn't work in context of what the movie was. And it just kind of came off as really weird and disjointed. Um, and kind of, it turned a lot of people off of Jared Leto's, inter- uh, interpretation of the Joker. And I think I'm, I think I am like curiously excited about this just to see what another direct, cause, uh, Suicide Squad was directed by David Ayer and I'm curious to see what, uh, Zack Snyder does with Jared Leto's Joker and like see how he handles that character and how he handles Jared Leto's performance as that, in that role. Um, but Yeah something I never thought would ever happen. I thought we were, I thought Jared Joker was done and we were all just going to move on and forget about it.
1: Because they very in, uh, Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn movie, birds, of Harley Quinn and birds, birds of prey. Yeah. Um, they very like intentionally left him out of that movie and just kind of had like a body double, like just seeing his green hair from the back. And like, we're very much like, we don't need to see this guy again. So it's just interesting that he is coming back in this capacity.
0: Um, yeah, it was kind of akin to, like, what they did with Superman at the end of Shazam, yeah, where it was yeah. a cameo, but it was they didn't want to put the actor in there. Yeah. They just wanted the character. But
1: Yeah, and uh, I think, like, a, a concern I have about this is, yeah, like you said, I think Jared Leto's Joker in a movie where he could actually do things, you know, could have been a very good Joker. Um, but the problem with the cut of, of Suicide Squad that we got is that he was shoehorned in to a role that didn't really matter or really have much implication on the outcome of the movie. And I feel like that's kind of what's going to be happening here. Like, obviously we don't know how big of a role he's going to have in justice league, but I can't imagine it's going to be like a major, you know, part of that four hour movie. I would imagine
0: it's just like a scene or two. Yeah.
1: So I just like, and I know he had a lot of pro like he, he he said later that he had, you know, he was upset that he filmed all these, these things and then was just kind of, in a few scenes so it's, it's just interesting that he would come back to something where he probably is just gonna be in a few more scenes and just not give him much to do but may, you know may, who knows maybe that he'll get another chance in some other in some some other movie this is kind of the jumping out point for that so
0: yeah um before i jump into like what i think this actually means for the dc universe as a whole uh, do you have any do you have any thoughts on this mia no cool <laughs>
2: i've never yeah, yeah i did never saw you didn't so you you did never I saw it? I didn't never saw it. Yes. Nice. So
0: Um So word going around is that Zack Snyder's Justice League is kind of serving as like a soft audition for uh kind of a re a revamp of, of the Zack Snyder Justice League universe. Um and so I think what they're doing here is trying to give audiences a good taste of what that universe could be like, because if audiences react well to that, then there's a good chance that Warner Brothers gives it a green light to continue on HBO max. Um, uh, whether that be with TV shows involving Ben Affleck's Batman in which Jared Leto's Joker could show up again, uh, or ha- whether that be Henry Cavill's Superman or whatever they decide to do with it. Um, I think they're looking at if, if, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a success. I think they might want to continue that in some form on HBO Max. Um, and so since they're splitting up, like when Justice, when this comes out, they're splitting it up into four hour long episodes um, that will air week to week. And so I think they're looking for something to keep audiences coming back week to week. And so like one episode will probably, I anticipate like Jared Leto's Joker will probably only be in one of those four segments and so there'll be like the segment that has the joker in it and then the segment that has martian manhunter in it and then a segment that has green lantern in it and supposedly they're trying to get ryan reynolds to come back and be green lantern in that i don't know how i feel about that um it'd be interesting for sure and if that's the case they're really just swinging for the fences with this um and we'll see how it turns out it's i think it would If it doesn't work, it would be for the exact opposite reasons that the original Justice League didn't work. Because the original Justice League was just kind of bland and didn't really try to do anything too wild. They were just kind of like, here's a movie with not a lot happening. Um, but this is just like trying to do a lot more, which I think was kind of the issue a lot of people had with Batman versus Superman. So I think that might just be Zack Snyder in general. Um, but yeah, we'll see how this turns out.
1: Yeah, I, I've, I've seen just, like, some Zack Snyder tweets of him being, like, this is, like, a mature, like, you know, like, th- like this is the adult's take on on Justice League, and, like, this is, like, you know, not, not for, like, small minds or whatever. Like, like, like I, I don't think that's the specific words, but, like, he's been very much, like, this is, like, the take, and I'm, whew, I just, I'm very interested to see what this is going to be, but I just don't know. <laughs> I'm just kind of... I just kind of feel like it might be a mess, but who knows? Maybe it will just be the most brilliant four hours of our entire lives, but who's to say? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, moving on from there, uh, we want to talk, I guess, a little bit about the the potential of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire uh, being in Spider-Man 3. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, mm-hmm. um, but since then there were reports coming out that saying that they were getting closer to a deal, and then a Sony executive came out and kind of like, squashed those reports he's just like oh no like he, notably he said nothing's official but he didn't say that it wasn't happening um so i think they are trying to make this happen it's just a matter of when the when they get their those contracts figured out and i bet i bet toby mcguire is kind of <laughs> asking for a lot of money to come back for this um so yeah we'll we'll see how it goes uh you guys have any have any thoughts
1: yeah i mean i'm very very excited about this. I I hope it happens. um I hope it's not like something that just kind of shoehorned into it. Like I hope it's not just oh there's a final battle and like Peter needs help and so then like a bunch of Spider Men swing in and it's just <laughs> kind of like an end game moment where just like all the portals open up and all the Spider Men are flying in. Like I hope it's more of it's a movie with all three of them and like they all they you know they have a lot of time to interact and you kind of hear about what's andrew garfield's spider-man up to and like is toby Maguire just a sad 45 year old spider-man and like what's what's up there um a a, just an article that i opened said that the most current rumor offers Maguire is holding out on a return to spider-man not for more money but for more screen time so Mm -hmm. it seems like he wants to do something that isn't just him swinging around but he gets to like instead actually like act in some scenes and maybe just be more of peter parker instead of just spider-man maybe um so yeah i mean i I think and it would make sense with dr strange uh uh, being in this movie that maybe he can open up some multiverse portals and and bring them all in um but yeah i very much want to see this happen so
0: i remember back when uh like before they had cast uh tom holland as spider-man and everything and there was, like, rumors going around that they were going to be bringing Spider-Man into the MCU. And they had, like, just announced a Doctor Strange movie. And people were like, what if Doctor Strange opens up a portal and, like, brings Andrew Garfield Spider-Man <laughs> in? Um, and now <laughs> that's kind of coming full full circle, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, Not in the way we anticipated. But, you know, here we are. Like, that was probably, like, five, six years ago that that was happening. Yeah. Um, and you
1: know. Yeah, I mean, neither the Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield iterations really got... A fulfilling ending like spider-man 3 kind of ends things like kind of wraps up that character pretty much he's just dancing with mary jane at the end and it's like maybe they're back together but that's kind of just that's like it leaves it kind of open-ended and the Andrew Garfield one really just leaves it open-ended because he's just swinging around and hitting a Rhino-Man, and then that's just how that movie ends. A <laughs> um, but... Rhino-Man played by Paul Giamatti. Oh, God. I, I don't want to get into it, but that's one of the worst performances I've ever seen in any movie <laughs> is Paul Giamatti with that terrible Russian accent. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, Mia, what are your thoughts on Spider-Men's...
2: Um, I guess I'm wondering how they're going to like do it so that it's not just like a non-animated version of, like, Into the Spider-Verse, where it's like, wait, you exist, too? Like, I'm just thinking through, like, how they're going to set that up. Maybe,
0: because we know Jamie Foxx's Electro is coming back, and so that kind of Mm -hmm. gives a little credence to the thought that they're doing some, like, interdimensional Sinister Six. So maybe, Mm -hmm. like, a couple, like, Spider-Man villains from each of these, like, universes come to, like, the MCU Prime, like, Prime, and then they get like followed by like the other by like the other spider-man they're like hey those are my villains i should probably go stop them <laughs> and so like i don't know i'm just throwing names out there but like if somehow like james franco's green goblin or wait he he died didn't he he died well but,
1: so the other i mean you know yeah they could come back the, i, I the, mean i mean electro well, i guess we don't know if he died cuz he just kind of exploded into electricity so i don't really yeah. know what happened yeah
0: there. but like yeah, I don't know the name of the dude who plays Sandman or uh, in uh, Spider-Man Three.
1: Is it? It's like Tom. It's like a three. It's like a three name. It's like Thomas. Is it Thomas Hayden Church? Is that a person? Maybe. I don't know. Who's, who's the we'll saying? just go with.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, now I can't remember his name either. The dude who plays Doc Ock in Spider-Man Alfred Two. Alfred Molina. Yeah, maybe like Alfred Molina's uh, Doc Ock just like goes through a portal and. Uh, let's 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 think of two from
1: each universe that would like be the ultimate Sinister Six. Okay, so so
0: Alfred Molina, Stockock,
1: and then I feel like Willem Dafoe would be the bet would be the like because he's the definitive Green Goblin. Yeah. So I feel like that would be good. And then from Andrew Garfield, the lizard. I guess he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He I mean he's fine. Paul
0: Giamatti's the Rhino. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, Dane DeHaan's new Green Goblin. That'd be was, two Green Goblins though. I mean, three Spider-Men, mm. two Green Goblins. That's a pretty good ratio. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we know for sure Electro, so I guess the Lizard and Electro. Yeah. And, and then, then we got the Vulture, Vulture and Mysterio. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. That sounds pretty good to me. Thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Cool. Marvel, if you want our ideas, you can have them
2: for free.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just take them. Please, please take our ideas. Yes. Um, but yeah, moving on from there, Uh We want to talk about the Barney movie, I guess. Um,
2: I think Dave wants to. I want to talk about
0: the Barney movie. Yeah, David just put in the doc, Barney movie, Barney movie, Barney movie. It's like Beetlejuice. If you say it three times, (laughs) Barney appears. (laughs) Maybe that's what this movie will be because apparently it's going to be darker, I guess. Barney's just a
1: demon. (laughs) (laughs) He's a demon from space. I would love that. Like basically it, but he's a dinosaur. (laughs)
0: David, what's going yes. on with Barney? <laughs> what's the so, new, what's the story here? So
1: so some backstory. So I think, like, earlier this year or, like, late last year, they announced, I think it's, yeah, it's Mattel um, and Daniel Kaluuya announced that they are making a live-action Barney movie. Daniel Kaluuya is going to produce it. Um, they didn't really offer, like, a ton of uh, information at that time, and they still really haven't. Um, but they said it was kind of going to be, like, a little bit more, like, somber take on the character and not just, like, Barney's having a fun adventure. Um, so, a few days ago, uh, speaking to Entertainment Weekly, um, Kaluuya brought up uh, some, some information on the premise of this movie. Um, and I'll just kind of read verbatim his quote. He said, Barney taught us, I love you, you love me. Won't you say you love me too? That's one of the first songs I remember. And what happens when that isn't true? I thought that was really heartbreaking. I have no idea why, but it feels like that makes sense. It feels like there's something unexpected that can be poignant but optimistic. Especially at this time now, I think that's really, really needed. So I just have like a thousand questions (laughs) about this movie. Like, is it going to be, could it be like about like the guy who's playing Barney? Could it be like the person in the suit of Barney? And he has to be this like optimistic dinosaur man all day. But then he's a sad guy inside or something.
0: Maybe I don't know if this is true, but I remember when I was a kid, everyone would talk about how like, I guess, live on TV or something, someone stepped on Barney's tail and the dude inside the suit swore and he got fired.
1: Mm. I think I've heard many rumors about the guy who is who played Barney and, like, his, like, insane personal life, but I don't really know anything about that, but that is entirely possible. Is it just going to be about a... Dyno- like, is it a live-action Barney movie? So is it about, like, a like, magical dinosaur who yeah, is like sad? Is,
0: is Barney a real character in this movie, or is he, like, fictional in the TV show? Like, is the TV show something that exists in this movie?
1: Like, mm. does he just sing with, like... Is it just, like the children don't love him and he's like won't you say you love me too and he's like won't you <laughs> or maybe or, or maybe he has like a
0: frayed marriage and he's like you used to say you love me too and now you just don't maybe it's like uh, like how like tinkerbell works or something where like the children stop believing in Barney and he just and like starts dying
1: they don't say that they love him too and so then he crumbles and maybe, <laughs> like, maybe like maybe like maybe baby bop is like into drugs or something um and riff i don't know who that is but they just have a list of (laughs) barney characters here maybe riff is 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 doing something bad and he's like no riff no i don't know (laughs) but yeah i just i really want to know more about this movie i want the trailer to have like a slowed down creepy version of i love you you love me um and then just like barney
0: (laughs) we'll see how this goes
1: I'm very, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Like, I just, I just want to see and like, any more information about this movie will just make me
0: happy. So. Most anticipated movie of the decade right here. <laughs> yes. The Barney movie. Yes. Um, speaking of just wild movies that were like, what is happening? Uh, Space Jam 2. David, I'll also hand this one off to you because, Yeah. What's going on with Space Jam too?
1: Yeah, so Ben Meckler, who's this um I, I believe he's he's a writer for um this Netflix show called Keepo and the Wonder Beasts. Um and like yeah, like he's just, just a, a general Hollywood guy. Um he is known for kind of his Um, fake reviews of movies that he tweets and, and, like, makes them, like, very accurate except for, like, one specific twist that is, like, totally insane. And he just tries to see, like, how many media outlets will pick up these reviews and say that they're real. It's hilarious. It is hilarious and incredible. Like, like, I think for um, The Rise of Skywalker, he was like, I love the scene where C-3PO eats a Vidalia onion for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: forgot about that. Yeah,
1: and, like, a lot of... He tricks way more media outlets than he actually should like (laughs) they really think that he's still like actually reviewing these movies um so anyway so a few days ago he tweeted that he had received um some sort of like uh press release from warner brothers um about uh, uh like a screening of space jam 2 and the general synopsis of it and so and so Um, I'm just going to read this. So apparently, so it's during a trip to the Warner Brothers studio, NBA superstar LeBron James and his son accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all of Warner Brothers stories and characters. And under the control of a malfunctioning, all-powerful force named Al G, played by Don Cheadle, with the help of Bugs Bunny, uh, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Now to get back home, LeBron and the Toons have to unravel Algie's mysterious plan and win an epic basketball game against digital gamified super versions of the NBA and WNBA's biggest stars as the entire world watches. So this sounds absolutely insane. And and another part of it is, um, apparently, like, there's a rumor that Pennywise and the Joker are going to be making appearances. I've also heard, like, maybe Voldemort's going to be in it. Like, it's just going to have, like, all of these Warner Brother property characters in in these in this movie, and so I I think he like he could be joking here, but like all of like subsequent tweets that I've seen, like people are like, oh, this is a bit right, and he's like, I wish I could make up something this insane, but I can't, <laughs> and it doesn't have that like Meckler twist that like is like, okay, that clearly is not true. Yeah. So I just don't know, like, and I kind of <laughs> hope this is true because it sounds kind of good like not actually good but like fun in a dumb way it
0: kind of sounds really similar to the ending of the lego batman movie yeah which like has like all the warner brothers like villains show up and you know there's like the eye of sauron and voldemort and like all these characters spoilers if you haven't seen the lego batman movie (laughs) but uh yeah kind of kind of sounds similar to that which i thought that worked in that movie but yeah
1: yeah i just i I think this could that could be a lot of fun and i i kind of i kind of hope that this insane uh, synopsis is actually the plot of this movie so
0: fun fun times yes wow yeah. um yeah uh moving on from there uh i want to i want to talk a little bit about the fast and the furious um so we got the news this week that the fast and furious movie uh mm-hmm. franchise is going to be ending with the 11th film which to put that in perspective i believe the one coming out this upcoming April April is the ninth. It's the ninth Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Because um, yeah. uh, we know that this, there's so much Fast and Furious just all the time. But I know, I think we know that the 10th one The Rock is coming back for. And so, like, and it might already have a director. I don't know.
1: So the ninth one is the one that's coming out.
0: Yeah, with John Cena yeah. as Vin Diesel's brother. Very good. <laughs> um, because that makes sense. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so the 10th one, The Rock's coming back. Maybe we'll see The Rock fight John Cena. That'd be fun. Uh, That would be fun. Um, But then we got the announcement that the 11th one is coming out. They hired a director for it as well. I don't remember who the director is. But, yeah, it's ending with 11 films. But they did mention that there will likely be more spinoffs after that, kind of along the lines of, like, Hobbs and Shaw a couple years ago. (laughs) So it's ending, but it's not really ending. And you know, I think eleven films for the main Fast and Furious franchise is too many. That's a more lot. More than enough. Yeah, and
1: I love how they're like, we could end with ten, a very round number, but like we just need to like, like <laughs> the narrative is so just important that we that we finish it out that we just have to get that eleventh one. Yeah,
0: in. like to put this in perspective, that means we still have three more main series Fast and Furious wow. movies to watch before that this before it's done. And even then, it's not even done. Done. It's just the main series is done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and a lot. I, I don't. I don't remember if it's the the ninth one or the tenth one. But there is confirmation that at some point in the coming years, they are going to space.
1: Yeah, I think that was yeah. for the tenth one. I think. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what
0: are they going to do with the eleventh one then?
1: Multiverse. <laughs>
0: Time travel. <laughs> various Dominic Toretto's. We'll see Dominic Toretto uh joining the mcu and that's why the that's why the fast and furious main series is ending because they're becoming the avengers
1: i'm assuming they'll just like game it and like because i know there have been a bunch of characters like i really don't know much about fast and furious <laughs> but, but i know that there have been like a bunch of characters who have been like phased in and out of those movies maybe they'll just bring them all together at the end
0: i wonder if they're gonna bring gal gadot back
1: yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. I could probably do that. I think. Did she die? I don't know if I she. I think she like, fell out of a plane or something. But again, I don't know much about that movie, about any of these movies. So. Yeah.
0: I have seen. I think I've only seen the seventh and eighth ones and and uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Nice. I think. Isn't your grandma really. My grandma yeah. is really into the Fast <laughs> and Furious movies. So she is exclusive, the exclusive reason why I've seen. But like the ones just I have. the rock ones, right? Or is she into all them? of them
2: nice yep. that is amazing
0: I think she got into it because of well because
1: he's not in like the first five or so. I think I, mean, I, I think the
0: fast mean. and Furious movies like introduced her to the rock nice. and th- then she really got into the rock so she's really into the rock and the fast and, <laughs> and furious movies incredible yeah. I love it. my grandma's the best
1: she she is she sounds like
0: it yeah, yeah. she's she's fun um yeah moving on from there uh want to talk about some TV stuff um specifically uh, a while back we talked about the news that Denis Villeneuve and Jake Gyllenhaal were going to be working together on something soon uh we know what that is now it's an HBO series um it's based off of a book I think I don't remember what what book it's based off of um but yeah I guess we know it's the news here is that the two of them are working together on an HBO series. Is which is, is not
1: exactly what we expected. I think.
0: Yeah, I think we were kind of anticipating a movie, uh, kind of more along the lines of like Enemy or uh, Prisoners or something like that. Which maybe like the show's basically going to be like that, except in an HBO Max series. Um, which yeah, I'd be down for. It's not the first HBO Max series we know uh, Villeneuve's working on because we know he's uh, working on the Dune series that they're making. I think it's like Dune: The Sisterhood or something like that um so yeah this will be interesting i had i'm curious to see like when this actually happens like if this is something that ha- is like being fast-tracked and will come out in the next couple of years or if this is something we won't see for like another five years um yeah i think it's exciting uh we mentioned a while ago that we were just excited to see these two work together again yep. so i anticipate we all kind of still hold that opinion i have decided that i would not want to see them work together
1: again and i'm very into this <laughs> movie so <laughs> this this tv series happening um
2: yeah
0: you have anything to add here mia
2: no i really don't i'm sorry <laughs> i'm just enjoying listening to you talk <laughs> this is this is a three-person podcast i know mia. it's all right <laughs>
1: it's all right my mom says i want more mia in this podcast Aww,
2: yes, so that's nice of yeah. her i think she thinks i'm smarter than i am <laughs>
0: she probably thinks we're all smarter than we are. Yeah. yeah Even me. <laughs> Imagine that. People think we we know what we're talking about on this <laughs> podcast. We're just kind of making it, making it up as we go along. I
1: mean, I feel like if anyone's listened to the last like few, they're like these guys really don't know what's happening. Yeah, we're
0: just kind of going off the walls, yeah. hanging out, talking yeah. talking some movies. Yeah. I mean, we're enjoying it. So. Yeah. We're having a fun time. Yeah. Um yeah, uh as as David moving on to the next topic, uh, as David so eloquently put in the doc, uh Quibby is dead. Long live Quibi. <laughs> yeah. This news just came out earlier today. Quibi Quibby's done. It's 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 gonzo. Um basically they weren't doing well. Uh they were looking for a buyer and just nobody wanted to buy Quibi because why would you want to buy Quibi? And so yeah. Did any of you guys actually use Quibi? Did I you did g- not. Nope. I never gave it a shot.
1: But I think no. I got like there was like an ad on YouTube that was like, Oh, here's this like vertical, like like, like, there was an episode of something or like some sort of feature. It was directed by um, uh, Damien Chazelle. And it was like. I think
0: he. I say like, I know who, he does
1: stuff for Apple TV Plus. Maybe it was that, but it was some sort of. I don't know. Maybe this was literally just not even involved with Quibi at all. But it was like a vertical, like eight minute short. And that's really the only Quibi uh, backed or Quibi related thing that I uh, have ever uh, participated in. I've heard there was like some okay things on there. But it's just no one wants to pay money for this. like I heard something like it was like it's like seventy percent of like people like after like their free trials they just canceled it, which
0: is that's not good.
1: It's not good, I would say so mm-hmm. um apparently it raised nearly two billion dollars in financing before it like started up, and so uh yeah they uh they
2: lost
0: uh, a lot of money lost, lost a lot of money on that so. Wow. Kinda of just Good reminds me movie. of the of the whole movie pass situation. Yeah. You guys remember Movie Pass? Except Movie Pass was like actually kind of successful for a little bit. It was
1: like I think it was like insanely successful, but not sustainable whatsoever. And then it just kind of it it, it was it was a comet shooting across the sky and then it burned out. I feel quickly.
0: like Movie Pass is something that we're definitely gonna get a movie about someday because Sorry to go on a weird tangent about MoviePass, but just I find the whole situation really interesting. Uh, they pretty much, like, their, like, kind of motive or, like, what they were trying to do was create a significant, a significantly larger audience to go to movies. Because, like, it was, like, you pay 10 bucks and you can see, like, however many movies a month, um, which is a really good deal. Uh, but... It just yeah, it's just not very sustainable. But what they were trying to do was they were trying to increase theater attendance so much that they then could strong arm movie theaters into giving them a slice of concessions and such. Um, so they were hoping to get theaters like used to having that many uh, customers and then not want to give that up because then Movie Pass would just cut them out. And they even did that with AMC. They cut AMC out to try and like get them to give them money, uh, and just none of the movie theaters were having it, and so they just kind of went under and yeah movie pass forgot about movie pass yeah did you guys actually did you did either of you sign up for that
1: Mm-mm. no no i i, I never I,
0: did I, I didn't either i considered it on multiple occasions but then i was like there's no way that this thing's gonna last long and then it didn't and you were right yeah <laughs> uh then moving on from there we got some movie trailers we want to talk about specific uh well we have a movie trailer we want to talk about and a tv trailer uh, we'll start with the movie trailer, um, just because we wanted to talk about it a little bit ago. But we just we'll just do it all here. Uh, We've got the first trailer for the newest Disney animated film, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, Is it or Raya? Raya, Raya, Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, yeah, looks pretty good. Um, it looks a lot like tonally, it looks very similar to Moana. Yeah. Um, like with the same kind of more adventuring spirit rather than like fairy tale spirit, um, which I'm down for. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, the animation is really good. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran, who uh, played Rose Tico in the new Star Wars films, is voicing the main character here. Um, the trailer doesn't give us, like, a look at all into, like, what the plot is, um, if I remember it correctly. Uh, but, yeah, it looks looks interesting. The uh, Movies coming out in March, I believe, beginning of March. The, it was supposed to come out, like, this fall. Then they delayed it. And I think they delayed it till December and then delayed it again till March. Um which makes sense. And yeah, what do you guys think about this trailer?
1: Yeah, it looks really, really good. Um, it looks like a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, has a very adventuring spirit, uh, has a very cute armadillo sidekick, which Disney always needs some sort of cute animal sidekick in there. And I, I love a good armadillo. So, you know, Yes. I'm into it. I would love to, to like roll in on like a giant armadillo. Like that's, <laughs> I feel like that's a dream I didn't know I had until I watched this trailer, so... It's yeah.
2: delightful. Yeah, I watched it only, I don't know, maybe an hour or so before we started recording because I, I was just browsing YouTube and it came up and I wasn't sure if it was fake, but then I saw that it was Disney. So I was very excited about that. I think it looks fantastic. I love that animation style. I mean, it's like Moana, right? Like just that 3D animation. So very excited. It looks beautiful.
0: Yeah. Very, very, very good stuff. Um, Yeah, so moving on from there, we want to talk a little bit about The Mandalorian. Mandalorian Season 2 comes out October 30th, I believe. Yep. Um, So that's nine nine days from now. It's coming up. Uh, And, yeah, so we got another, like, minute-long trailer for it um, this past week. It shows us a little bit more than the first trailer did, but still not a whole lot more. Still kind of just looks like The Mandalorian going across the galaxy with Baby Yoda. Um, Um,
1: The Child Guile excuse (laughs)
0: me um yeah looks pretty good it definitely got me more excited for season two than the first trailer did um yeah i'm wondering if the reason that there's not a lot of really exciting stuff in these trailers is they're just trying to like save stuff for the season because we know it's okatana's in the season we know like bokatan and like all of these like popular Star Wars characters are returning in the second season or yeah are going to be in the second season. I think they're just trying to save that for like a surprise in in the show rather than giving it away in the marketing, which I suppose like I can admire that um since they know everyone's going to watch the show anyway, so they might as well just not spoil anything. Um yeah, I think it looks pretty good. Um looking forward to it but what do you guys think about this yeah i
1: i'm definitely looking forward for uh to it for sure i know we've talked in depth about our relation our various relationships with star wars um and i am not like a huge star wars fan and i usually but i usually get like very excited when a new star wars thing is happening because i see the trailer and I, I hear the john williams music and i'm like yeah star wars and then i'm usually just kind of like that was fine but um the, the mandalorian is kind of an exception to that like i legitimately really enjoyed the first season um and I I think it just does um a lot of new and interesting things that kind of have infused that yeah it just kind of brought new life to my enjoyment of Star Wars so um so yeah I I hope yeah I hope the new season's good um yeah like you said I think there are a lot of elements and characters that have been announced that are going to be in this that the trailers have really not addressed at all so I kind of think that there is a lot more that they have that they are just kind of saving up so so yeah i'm excited did
2: big ever, excited
1: did you how much of did you just watch like one episode with us yeah yeah, yeah i think that was it Very i good. don't
2: know do you suggest yeah i yeah, mean you know how invested in star wars i am so
0: like a, a bit yeah a little bit so i don't <laughs>
2: know if it's i don't know there i feel like there are other shows that yeah
0: the first season stands on its own pretty well yeah um mm-hmm and it's not it's not even that big of a commitment. It's like eight episodes, and like it ranges from like a half hour to like forty five minutes per episode, yeah, nice. and some even less, I think so yeah,
2: yeah. okay, yeah, I
1: would recommend it yeah.
2: okay.
0: it, it kind of feels a bit like bit like a western bit like a like a classic like samurai type movie. Mm. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a different kind of tone for Star Wars rather than like their usual big budget galaxy adventures <laughs> um but yeah. I guess moving on from there, we'll just jump into our main topic for the week. And our main topic this week, uh, we, if we were being honest, weren't entirely sure what to talk about this week. So we're just going to talk about movies we don't like, specifically movies that the other people on the podcast don't like. Like we're going to be looking at each other's letterbox accounts and seeing what movies we've rated the lowest and then getting angry at each other because of it is basically what we're going to do. Um, if you're not aware of what Letterboxd it is, it's basically just movie social media where you can log what movies you watch and rate them and share that kind of stuff. It's pretty fun and you should do it because it's cool. Yeah. If
1: you're a, a movie nerd like us, then you'll probably enjoy it. I yeah. Say. So. Um,
0: so yeah. How do, how exactly do we want to do this? Do we just want to like start on one person and be like, hey, your Letterboxd list is bad?
1: <laughs> hmm. Um... No, I feel like we definitely, we could just kind of like limit it to like one star in lower movies yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, just like the bottom of the barrel things we hate. Um, But yeah, I think.
0: I think it could be fun if we just do one person at a time and basically put that person on trial for their bad opinions. That sounds good to
1: me. <laughs> Let's do it.
0: Who wants, to, who wants to start? I volunteer as tribute. Okay, so we're going to David's Letterboxd. I feel like
1: there aren't a lot of really hot takes here, Um, personally. uh, I think, I mean, you know, I think my movie taste is pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there aren't a lot of movies here that you're going to be like, you hate that movie? How dare you?
0: Yeah. And if anyone uh, listening wants to follow along, you can find David on Letterboxd at DA Berm. Yes. Da Berm. Da Berm. berm. So I'm just going to go ahead and sort by... The berms rating lowest first <laughs> DeBerm. DeBerm.
2: i love that yeah. all right so much
0: so you you ready mia
2: uh yes i'm just pulling it up now but yes
0: cool i'm just gonna like start at the bottom and we'll just yeah work our way through do we want to go through one and a half stars since that's still pretty bad or do yeah, we just we... want to do one star
1: i think we can start with one star and see how long it takes and then if we want to Bump it up again.
0: Cool. Uh so starting off with a movie we've already talked about on this podcast, giving it a half star, David, uh it's the Suicide Squad. So yeah. I I don't think Suicide Squad's that bad. Like it's not good, but I don't think it's half a star (laughs) bad. Yeah, I think I it's definitely
1: lower than it probably should be. I just remember like I've only seen it once, and I just remember coming out of that movie and being like I took no enjoyment out of any of that. Like, I just thoroughly did dislike that. So, I just, you know, half star, you know? So, it probably is better than I think it is, but I still don't think it's that good, and I don't want to <laughs> give it any more credit than it deserves.
0: So, uh, yeah. Uh, up next, also with a half star, is uh, the 2015 Fantastic Four or Fan 4 stick Fant4stick. Yeah, <laughs> however you want to say it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any argument against this. Yeah. Fant4stick sucks. It's real, it's really Have bad. you seen Fantastic? No. Should
1: we? I kind of no. want to
0: rewatch that movie. Like, it, no, why? I saw it once in theaters and yeah. remembered it being an actively painful experience. Yeah, it's not good. <sighs> and like,
1: there are so many reshoots and like characters' hair. Like, uh, what? What's Mara? What's her last name? Uh, Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Mm-hmm. Um, her, uh, her uh, Sue Storm. Like in. The same scene, like, her hair length will just change, like, like from, like, shot to shot.
0: Cause yeah, it cuts re-shotting. between, like, her real hair that they dyed and, like, reshoots Ooh. in which they gave her a wig It, and it was a just, bad It's just, it's
1: clearly just very horribly edited, so. Yeah. And they, good. like,
0: just in terms of the story, they, like, cut out the best part of the story because, like, the first, like, half of the movie is basically them, like, building up to getting their powers. <laughs> and then they get their powers, and then it cuts, and it's, like, a year later. And then it's just them doing whatever... I don't remember. It's like,
1: just... like, three of them, besides Reed Richards, they're, like, not, like, trapped in the facility, but they're just kind of, like, kept in the facility to, like, learn their powers, and uh, Miles Teller uh, <laughs> uh, is just running around um, trying to get them out, I think, and then, like he does but then they have to go to the the weird space zone and uh then dr Doom shows up yeah he's bad it's weird but yeah they
0: skip the entire part where they like realize that they have superpowers and they like figure out how to use them and like the best part of any superhero origin story is just not
1: Mm -hmm. and they barely use their powers (laughs) even at the end it's just kind of like like sue just kind of like doing force fields and read really just like maybe doing a, a stretchy punch here and there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. pretty
2: much bad movie. Stretchy punch.
1: Stretchy we punch. love those.
2: Uh,
0: also getting a half star is the cat in the hat with, uh, with why am I blanking on his Mike, name? Mike Myers. M- Mike Myers.
2: And those eyelashes, oh, I forgot about that. We
0: we watched this movie as a group last year, mm. just kind of like for the around fun of it. this time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. we kind of like forced Mia into it. Oh, yes. We,
1: we tricked. Well, I, I remember I actively tricked Mia into watching this movie because I uh, I don't remember like why specifically. Like Kyle, like you and I had talked about it, but we were like, we should watch this movie. And then I was like, Mia, here are three clues to what this movie is. And I was like. It's uh it's a home invasion movie <laughs> <laughs> and it has something like it has a, a guy with a very uh, with some very fashionable headwear, and you just were like, yeah, "Well, what movie is this? This must be some sort of like cool suspense horror movie or like something." <laughs> and then it was just Cat in the Hat. <laughs> so, I
2: forgot about that. Yes. Um, oh so, yeah. goodness. And
1: uh, yeah, it's just one of like the least enjoyable things you can ever it's watch. It's
0: awful. Yeah. Like,
2: wow. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what the Cat in the Hat says multiple times in that movie. So.
0: Moving on from there, uh, there's a movie you talked about last week on yes. the podcast, I believe, Little Nicky. Yep. Yeah. You want to talking <laughs> about that anymore?
1: Um, I just, yeah, I feel like if you're gonna watch that movie, you should not do it in like a normal frame of mind. Like, just like, like if like if you just watch this movie, just like, like I don't, I don't know why, like why you would ever want to see this, but it's bad. Just don't, don't do it. Yeah. It's Just <laughs> it's really just not dumb. good.
0: Um, and that does it for David's half star ratings. Yep. Um, notably, uh, he did say that he likes The Cat in the Hat. He did give it like a, a heart. <laughs> yes. Um, I think
1: I I have an odd respect for it. Like I feel like like they really just like took a swing on it. And I'm like, you know, I respect that you would hmm. that, that 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 they would look at this and be like, yes, because there are a lot of good people involved with that movie. But it's just one of the worst things that's ever happened. So
0: yeah. Um, maybe we'll. Just stick to half-star and one-star ratings. Yes. Um, but yeah, moving on from there, we got uh, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Or Grindelwald, Grindelwald. They even change it during the movie. Some characters say <sighs> Grindelwald. Some say Grindelwald. It's, yeah, it's a wow. mess. Um, I remember disliking this movie, but not, like, hating this movie. I think it's definitely kind of a train wreck, um, <laughs> but, like, there's still good things about it um mia have you seen this Mm -mm. nope did you see the first fantastic beasts first fantastic beast pretty good i thought it was fine i don't think it's nearly as good as any of the harry potter movies but it's still like a fun wizarding adventure
1: i just think like they just if you're gonna do like this this harry potter prequel i I think the newt scamander character and like all of his buds are like fine but like i just think the only good thing i like about this grindelwald movie is um jude law as young dumbledore as yeah. young buldor maybe i don't know <laughs> young buldor um like he's really good in it and i think he brings a lot of like he has kind of like the twinkle in his eye and but he also is kind of like this this uh kind of this badass and like like he's just he's really cool he makes <laughs> dumbledore like a cool young dude and I just want to see more of that. Like, I if this was just Dumbledore, like, against Grindelwald, and, like, maybe, like, Newt's, like, his assistant or his partner, and he has all of his beasts, and he can do fun things with the beasts, then that would be good. But then just having, like... Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald, there are, like, barely any beasts in this movie, and they don't do anything. Yeah.
0: And There's, the ones that are there feel just kind of shoehorned in yeah. because it's in the title.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. and it just... Uh, I Yeah, and then, uh, spoiler, I
0: guess, for this movie. I,
1: have, d- d- have you heard the, the ending of this movie, what the re- the big reveal is?
0: Yeah, first it's of cool. all, like... Ezra Miller is in this movie. Yeah, he's in uh, the first one. Yeah, and
1: he's kind not the villain, but he's like hmm. the kind of like he's this magical force. I don't remember the specific name, but like pretty much someone who's like magic has been suppressed, and then it like becomes really powerful and and shoots out in violent ways. Yeah, like um, it's a, it's an
0: interesting concept, yeah. and I think it's handled well in yeah. the first movie.
1: Um, but... but then in the second movie, it's like Grindelwald is trying to like convert him to his side, and then it, the big reveal at the end of the movie is that Ezra Miller is, um, Dumbledore's brother. Oh. And, and not, not and, and not the brother from Harry Potter. Well, like well, from like, like, in... like from the series, it's like a third. Yeah, it's like a secret brother. third oh. brother that's
0: never been mentioned before. In anything. And,
1: yeah.
2: That's annoying.
1: And yeah, not to get too much into like, I feel like we should actually do a whole episode about how J.K. Rowling has thoroughly screwed up the Harry Potter universe in the last like five. Years. I think that'd be fun. Um, that would be fascinating because she just keeps on adding things. Like she like <laughs> like the, the Pottermore Twitter account is like, did you know that wizards used to just like like, poop and pee in their pants and then just magic it away? <laughs> like, that was a thing that is, like, yep. canon now. What? That is something that the Pottermore account tweeted. It's like, and, uh, like, Nagini's in this movie and it's, like, like the big snake. Yes. But it turns out Nagini was actually a woman who becomes trapped in a snake body. What? And, yeah. and J.K. Rowling's like, yeah, that was my plan the entire time. It's like, no, it wasn't. You Ooh. came up with this on
0: the spot. I think one of the more, like, honestly, like, a little like despicable things about this movie is it's kind of just like blatant queer baiting too with Dumbledore. Yeah. Because like mm. when they cast Jude Law and like when they were saying Dumbledore was gonna be a big part of this movie, they were very upfront about the fact that Dumbledore is a gay character. Mm. They barely touch on it, yeah. like at all in this Ugh. movie. And Dumbledore has a large role in this movie. Um and like they never even, like, it's never explicitly stated. There's just, like, a few points where, like, he's longingly looking at a mirror of Grindelwald. That's yeah. it.
1: And, and <laughs> like, they're trying to be, like, oh, that, you know, they they, they imply that there is a relationship there. But then, like, there's a scene where the Ministry is, like, oh, they're like, why can't you go after Grindelwald? And he's, like, we have this bond. Like, we took a vow so that we would never, like, hurt each other. And, and, and he's, like we're stronger like like he's like our bond is stronger than brothers but then they're like but it's definitely not a really like a romantic relationship yeah and like <laughs> but it is and it but, it, but it's it just yeah it's so poorly done like yeah. it, it's...
0: like if you're gonna do it just do it yeah, just like do stop it. dancing around it and
1: just... that would be a really interesting it dynamic yeah. like yeah anyway i hate this movie so
0: yeah. <laughs> um moving on from there we got x-men origins wolverine i think we can all agree that this is awful
1: bad I've never movie, seen it. It's bad. Uh Is Deadpool, it? they
0: sew his mouth shut at the end.
2: Oh, you know, it's And he's this just kind one. of
0: weird, Ryan Reynolds, and his like Ugh. swords come out of his arms like Wolverine's claws do. And it doesn't make it's. any sense because they're like long swords and they come out from like his oh. yeah, from his like forearms, but it doesn't come out the back or anything. They just kind of appear out of nowhere. And magic. Like, yeah. They I bend at the elbow and go right up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it Just doesn't make sense. Yeah, Sorry, I just kind of hij- hijacked your <laughs> your letterbox to talk about no, how bad this no, movie. But no. yeah, it's it's not good.
2: Yikes,
1: that movie. Yep,
0: yeah, with some really really bad CGI.
1: This is true. Yeah. Isn't uh doesn't he fight like there's like a like there's like a boxing scene where he fights like it's like the blob yeah. or something like and that just looks terrible. Yeah, there's bad.
0: a bit where like he like. It's when he first has like the metal claws and he like is looking in the mirror and he's just kind of like it's very obviously just Hugh Jackman making fists and looking at his hands with yeah. just like bad metal claws composited on top. It's it's bad. <sighs> yeah. And yeah.
1: I love that bad movie. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um
0: next up we got cats, which we've talked about cats a decent amount on this. Yeah. I'm surprised you gave it a, a full star.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> uh. There was a way I described this one time that I think was the perfect way to sum this movie up. I didn't, so, here, here it is. I didn't like any of it, but I didn't hate all of it. <laughs> and that's how I described this movie. <laughs> like, there was never anything where I was like, I absolutely, like, there's there wasn't anything I liked at all about this movie. I think just the concept of Cats as a musical in general is bad. Like, I think the stage show is bad. I haven't seen it. I've seen a recording of it, and I hate it in general. Um, there's, like, one good song, um but yeah i just i don't like any of it but there were times where i was like i am not absolutely hating this and wanting to die so i'm like one star <laughs> so, um yeah we we need to watch cats at some point it's an experience nope. everybody needs to it's have. on hbo now everybody so. needs to see cats it's not gonna happen mia we're making it happen it's not gonna you happen. won't know when you won't know how but you'll see it <laughs> no
2: i will leave nope You do not know my determination Uh to not see this movie (laughs) with you.
0: Uh, Next up, we got Minions. Yeah, it's it's the Minions.
2: Yeah, I think it's,
1: I I saw it, like, at, like, a party when I was just, like, hanging out with people, and it was just on for some reason. And, yeah, like, it's just, I just hate the Minions as a concept.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, next up is Spy Kids 3D. Game over. This is How such, dare you, this sir? This is such a good movie. How dare is you? Such a good give movie. Give this movie one star. It,
1: like I, I think all the Spy Kids movie, like movies, are kind of just, just like I have a uh more nostalgic. Like my nostalgia thinks that this is these are better movies than they actually are, and I and I rewatch all of them like a few years ago. And I think the first two are actually, like, kind of okay. Like, they're fun. They're just fun, dumb kids' movies. This is just an absolute atrocity. It is so bad. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is so bad in this. He's so bad. Ricardo, like, like uh, Ricardo Montalban, who is uh, Khan in uh, Star Trek II, um, he's the grandfather. And there's just this part where he's, like, in this like iron man suit like thing and it's just like and like juni the the main kid in it he's like flying and he also in a just a bad cgi iron man suit thing and then like ricardo Montebon's head just like comes up and he's like juni and like he, it just it's clearly just his head just superimposed <laughs> onto this terrible cgi suit and it's the worst thing i've just ever seen mm. but i I love it. I love it Yeah, so much. Remember
0: that bit where... So, like, the whole movie, they're looking... They're, like, in a computer game, and they're looking for... I don't... I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but they're looking for, like, the guy who's, like, supposedly, like, some, like, chosen one hero or something. Oh, and yeah. And then it's Elijah Wood. Like, he just shows up. He's like, I'm the guy. Uh, and then he, like, dies immediately. Like, two two minutes later. <laughs> yeah. He's like,
1: he's like, I must sacrifice myself. And it's, like... It's, just, it, it's incredible. Like, all... Uh, All three of these, I guess, are four. I haven't seen the fourth one. Um, Who's the director of this? Uh, Robert Rodriguez. Yep. He must have either, like, he's just friends with everyone in Hollywood, or he has dirt on everyone in Hollywood, because all three of the Spy Kids movies that I've seen, they are just insanely talented actors. Like, George Clooney's the president in, like, all of these movies, and he's in, like, one scene in each of them. It's like, why? Why? (laughs) How did why is he in this movie, and how? And, like... I'm trying to think of the cast, like, yeah, yeah like, Antonio Banderas, and Salma Hayek, and Sylvester Stallone, and like, it just, it's so, and uh, Steve uh, Buscemi's Steve, in this.
0: I aspire to be Steve Buscemi in the second Spy Kids. That's what I want to be when I grow up. Just,
1: isn't he a guy living on like a weird dinosaur <laughs> island or whatever? Yeah, and yeah. he
0: has like, I think arguably one of the most iconic lines uh, in yes. any kid's movie, where he's just like, do you think God too lives in heaven because he fears what he's created here <laughs> on earth? It's like, what is
1: happening? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should do an episode on the spy kids movies i think yes. that'd be fun i think that uh, would be that'd be a lot of fun
1: but yeah for uh for the sake of time do you want to jump to some other person's letterbox to sure the, yes. we can
0: do that do you want to do let's do mia's next
1: let's take down mia oh, all right uh, if okay. you if you feel like Calm following down.
0: mia on on letterbox you can just find her at mia everding
1: wow pretty straightforward pretty lame i'd say <laughs> i hate <Hold> you <laughs> Aw, hey, you too, Mia?
0: <laughs> uh, so Ooh. Mia's rating lowest yep. first. So David pointed something out to me earlier today. Uh that the first the first movie on Le- on I said Leah's, on Mia's Everding uh, <laughs> Leah Leverding. <laughs> on Ugh. Mia's letterboxed, um, with a half star rating is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. What is wrong with you?
1: What, how, like, even if you don't d- like this movie, which I know you don't, how it's not a no, it's not, it's not a half star movie. Just isn't.
2: I just didn't think it was
1: good. Like, but you thought it was this bad?
2: Yeah. But he's
1: the He's a monkey. <laughs> the monkeys talk. It's pretty good. James. Like, it's legitimately good. I think. Yeah,
0: I think it's a, I think I. It's. I think of the three uh, new Planet of the Apes movies, it's definitely my least favorite of the three. But it's still really enjoyable. Like, I still had a really good time with hmm.
2: it. Okay, Come I don't on, know. Yeah. I I won't recant. I just did not think that this was that impressive. Like, I think the the lead up to the end was just like uh, okay. But
1: Tom
0: Felton's in it. I forgot Tom Fel Tom Felton was in this. And he
1: gets uh yeah, murdered. Damn
2: dirty yeah, eight? he gets
0: murdered murdered by murdered by some monkeys. Yeah.
2: How I forget.
1: Uh, he's holding like a taser thing, and oh, then they shoot word. water at him, and he gets electrocuted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um,
0: like. Andy Circus's performance, it seems her alone is worth at least a full star. I'd say. Like, come okay, on. That's fair. I
1: like guess. the <laughs> ending though, when he like like the moment where James Franco's like, come home, man. Like you're my monkey friend. And then like what he's and then like that exchange is so good. And like the whole like
2: rise part mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Monkeys freak me out. <laughs>
0: half star monkeys bad
2: (laughs) monkeys no two (laughs) thumbs down don't kill me monkeys i have an irrational i used to have nightmares about giant apes killing me wow so i think it's just i mean i I feel like then
0: how do you feel about king kong
2: scary (laughs) you're like that's my
0: nightmare just a giant monkey i used to have dreams
2: about gorillas on the loose
0: nightmare is just watching Peter Jackson's three-hour King Kong movie Ooh. you guys remember that I haven't seen it it's 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 something is it good I think wow. it's pretty good okay. but like it's just how is it three hours I don't even remember it I've okay. seen this movie multiple times and I don't know how it's three hours I didn't long even know Peter Jackson did that obviously. yeah and, and he wanted to do uh King Kong but they're like no do Lord of the Rings first and then he did that and they're like all right yeah you can do King Kong and it's just
1: are you gonna watch the king kong versus godzilla movie just to see king kong get like ripped to shreds and be like yeah you deserve
0: it
2: (laughs) he does i mean probably i mean we we assume i would
1: hope
0: so it's king kong versus godzilla not
1: not not to get too nerdy here about the various (laughs) characteristics of king kong versus godzilla but king kong is just a it's a pretty big monkey but he's like the size of a skyscraper like maybe not even like he's he can climb up a skyscraper and just be at the top and is you know yeah um but Godzilla is like the size of a skyscraper and has atomic laser breath
2: <laughs> I did not
1: yeah Mia yeah Mia huh.
2: he could just what do you know yeah
1: I think th- there's like some like uh, uh, drawing I saw of like um, uh, Godzilla like holding uh, King Kong in like one of those like baby th- <laughs> like, things where you can strap a baby to your chest like a one baby of those Bjorn yeah. yes. yes so um, so yeah anyway <laughs> Rise of the Planet of the Apes is a good
0: movie
2: no you're wrong you're wrong.
0: Moving on. Uh next up with also a half stars, The Kissing Booth on Netflix. I love The Kissing Booth. I, I actually hate haven't this seen it. Movie it's with very a it's passion. so bad. it's so bad. I have not seen
1: all of it. I gave it 2 stars, which I feel like is probably too many. That's but, way too many. Um, did you see the second one? I heard the second um, one was worse somehow.
2: I wa- I literally watched 5 minutes and I said, "I cannot devote more of my precious time on earth watching this piece of filth yeah it's very bad screen yeah i hate it it's so sexist and offensive yep i i remember watching this and i was like surely it's gonna get better like they're gonna apologize for this sexism at some point nope just wasted two hours of my life never getting that time back yeah hate it hate it
1: tell us how you really feel mia
2: oh it's just (laughs) real poopy (laughs) what a take (laughs) wow
0: um, moving on <laughs> uh, Also with a half star yeah. Movie we've already talked about You would
2: get zero if I could give it Can I give it zero? No. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think so I don't think so. Uh, the cat
0: in the hat Mia <laughs> yeah, tell oh, us no how I you could. really feel about this oh, movie Oh my
2: word I was so angry I remember being so angry When you <laughs> When you prou- tricked me into that It's
1: one of my proudest moments Like I'm not gonna lie Like I had so much fun Making you think we were gonna watch a good
2: movie And then it was just a cat in the hat <sighs> I was really upset I remember that I won't forgive you for that Yeah, I think that's horrifying. I think his eyelashes... Like, you look at his eyelashes and you're like, I know what this movie is going to be. And it's going to be bad. And it is.
1: My favorite fun fact... I guess not even a fun fact about this movie. um, Is that... so. I think the Grinch was before this one. I yeah, think. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they did the Grinch. They did, uh, they did this, and they're And I think they were planning on doing like more live-action Doctor Seuss movies. And I, th- and then I believe the widow of Doctor Seuss saw this movie and was like, nah, no more. <laughs> and she was like, there will literally never be a, another live-action Doctor Seuss movie, like as long as she put her I, foot down, like like she like put it in like the estate of Doctor Seuss. She was like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> like it's that bad that she was like, nope i'm good no more of this <laughs> and i think she's on, i think she was on to something because it's bad yeah. so bad
0: <laughs> um next up uh mia's only one star movie it's a movie called one day
2: i mm. what is this i have not heard of this it is so stupid um it is i think it might be maybe based on a book possibly let me let me see um yeah. it's like i was i went into it with really high expectations but it's just about this couple that just kind of it's very on and off again and then they finally get together can i ruin it cuz yeah, it's fine. bad literally they get together and she's biking and she gets just demolished by a bus and that's it <laughs> that's it What? Wow. It was so stupid. Is it good before then? Not really. They're just like super immature. Like granted, okay, it's Anne Hathaway who I adore. I don't like the guy, Jim Sturgis. Yeah. I don't even know. Not a big fan.
0: It's directed by Lone Sherfig who did uh, an education
2: Oh, you're right. I knew I knew that name. Well, education yes. is also
0: kind of weird and creepy.
2: Yeah, it is. So yeah. a little bit. Good yeah. music though. But no, this yeah. movie is like, all right, they're finally together after like 15 years, maybe, of like going back and forth, and then yeah, she just gets killed by a bus. So cool. Uh, don't waste your time. I thought that I was getting into like, great, I can cry, like I can be sad about this, and then I was just <laughs> great, angry. I can cry. I'm very <laughs> great. Excited. I can, I can cry. Yeah. Big, big, dumb.
1: Um, uh, big, big, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a side note, one of my favorite things about letterbox is that they put, um, like, the tagline for the movie, and it's, like, <laughs> in all caps, and so I just, like, my brain reads it as screaming, <laughs> and so, like, this movie is, like, the uh, the tagline is, 20 years, two people, and I just read it like that, and I think that that is very funny, so.
2: <laughs> the next one's even better <laughs> for Crimson Peak. <laughs>
0: So yeah, the next movie is Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak with uh one and a half stars, which love makes
2: I, monsters. I didn't know, like
0: love Crimson Peak, but I think it's worth more yeah, than one and a half stars. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's I like kind of spooky, enjoyable, a, like a good. It's got really creepy imagery. Yeah. like the all the the monsters and ghosts in this movie are real spooky. Yeah, hmm. and, I,
1: but, and I like Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, what he's doing. But
0: yeah, the anyway the the tagline of this movie is
1: Love makes monsters of us all. <laughs> I just think that that's funny. Yes. Like, f- for my humor, I think that that is hilarious. So,
2: <laughs> I feel like I'd have to maybe watch this again. I remember I was feeling in a um, vindictive mood when I rated this. So you just watched this like very angrily. No, I w- I was angry when I rated it. Oh. Uh, okay. I wasn't super angry when I watched it, but I also watched it like years ago. Okay. So I think yeah. I had high expectations. Yeah.
0: Admittedly, it. I've also I've only <gasps> seen it once, like when yeah. it came out.
2: But. Fun fact: with this one, I think. They filmed some scenes in the city that my grandparents live in. Nice in Canada. Oh,
0: that's cool. That's yeah, pretty good. like
2: I could recognize some of the buildings in one of the scenes. It was very strange. Very good.
0: Very good. Do we do we want to do Mia's two star ratings?
2: Uh, no, that's alright. We can skip Mia. Um,
1: I think just one maybe. Uh, The Fallen Earth Stars is at two stars. Two stars, I think, is just insane. Like, what are you doing? You man?
2: know, I watched it again, and it was just like sadness like okay <laughs> Just I, grow up
0: I haven't seen this movie
1: what so. yeah <gasps> I
2: think it's did you read the book good no okay I
0: know I know like yeah what happens okay okay but do you like the book
2: I'd have to read it again I, yeah. I really like John Green but I, I think I think I'm past my prime of enjoying John like I think I that agree. was a high school Mia thing definitely like I and think he's
1: that. like a good writer um yeah, not to get too into, like, a John Green discussion. But, like, all of his books, he writes dialogue, like, no human person has ever, <laughs> like, talked before. Like, Facts. Like, all of, like, the teenagers in his movies are, like, I must words. now give my solilo- soliloquy. And I'm, like, okay. Like, what, like, it's just so many, like, big words for no reason. And just, like, yeah. But... I, in, in general, like his books and like his, and like, I mean, the one, yeah, The Fault in Our Stars, like, I think is good and I think is a good movie, so. I
0: yeah. didn't realize that the director of this, uh this guy by the name of Josh Boone, also directed The New Mutants. Hmm. Oh.
1: What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, yeah,
0: I guess. That's what a What an odd, what an odd.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think he does a pretty good job with this, so. I suppose. Yeah.
0: Very interesting. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Nice. Um, Kyle, is it your turn? I think it so. It is.
0: I'm not going to pull up my list because I honestly don't remember what movies I have rated really low. So I think it'll Amazing.
1: be fine. All righty. Here we go. Let's
0: we'll see, see if here. I stand by my opinions.
1: <laughs> Okie dokie. So first one at half star is uh, Jurassic World.
0: <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Man.
2: Oh, okay. I was going to say, um, excuse me.
0: I hated that movie. Like it made me, it made me angry. Like it just, yeah, I think it was just, didn't know what it wanted to be Hmm. and just kind of ruined a lot of the, I really enjoy the first Jurassic World. Um, and I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom just wasn't sure what to do. (laughs) And they just kind of threw random characters in there and there's like one good moment in the whole movie, but otherwise the whole thing just, yeah, it's a mess. Hmm. It's bad. Very, very good. bad. Yet, I'm still excited for the next one, but yeah. You, uh, uh, you're still just kind of
1: working with the the goodwill built in by the first Jurassic Park. And pretty much. Like maybe this and even
0: the first Jurassic World. World, again, I really enjoy the first Jurassic World. I mm-hmm. think it's a lot of fun. I have
1: but. not seen it.
2: <gasps> it's pretty good. Can we watch that sometime? Because sure. I really want to watch it again. You can watch
0: it tonight if you want.
2: Meh, nah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we have to have the horror tradition. Yeah. Because Contin- this is the one this month is the, one the time that yeah. I will watch scary movies. It's true. There. i mean All i right. guess it is scary
1: it does have some pretty spooky <laughs> moments Dinosaurs do be scary oh no it's the dinosaurs
2: they're ah, big they're remember, chasing you remember
0: the bit where without like spoiling too much of it where like uh the dude is like sitting next to the car and they like look under the car and the like indominus rex just like chomps him no well it's pretty spooky chomp
2: <laughs> huh i don't remember that <laughs> yeah very
1: good. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of like akin to the the bit where the, the guys, dude sitting the on toilet, the toilet. Yeah. yeah, except it's much scarier. Nice.
2: I think okay, the bit. Okay, now with... I'm in a Jurassic World mood. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> anyway.
0: You're just like, let's go.
2: Dinosaurs, dinosaurs. I love monkeys. Scary.
1: Um, that doesn't track. <laughs> I don't. That doesn't make sense. I don't know. Wow.
2: I'm not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway moving all on. the other
1: girls are scared of dinosaurs and like monkeys and that's not I'm me
2: Not <laughs>
1: me Except at the zoo monkeys. being like oh my god get me away but then like there's just a dinosaur and you're like
2: what's up cool yeah. can i pet you <laughs> yeah i can see it
1: very good um an- another half star movie is the room mm. which i feel like makes sense like <laughs> i still have not seen the room i've seen like all of the the best worst moments mm. pretty much but um yeah
0: Yeah, uh, I have the room on Blu-ray, and I'm way too proud of that fact. Um, Yeah, it's just as bad as everyone says it is. Yeah, it's also... I was about to say it's also just as fun to watch, but it's also kind of painful to watch because it's... I don't know. The first act of the movie kind of feels like porn. Like, there's just a lot of really long, really bad sex scenes in the first act of the movie. And, yes. like, when you go into the movie expecting it to be just, like, a fun, bad movie, like, and then you're just immediately hit with that, it just kind of makes you uncomfortable <laughs> mm. and makes the rest of the experience kind of not enjoyable. Um, but, yeah, I'm still glad that I have it on Blu-ray because yeah. it's widely regarded as the worst film ever made, which, yeah, hmm. it's pretty bad. Yeah, very
1: good. Interesting. Um <laughs> next one up is The Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I forgot about this movie. You guys remember when this came out? uh and like like... they yeah they announced they like played a trailer for it at the super bowl like last year or something and they're like it's hitting netflix immediately after the super bowl and everyone's (sighs) like what and so i remember i watched it immediately after the super bowl and reviewed it the next day and it's just it's it's garbage it's really really bad Hmm. and like i think the publicity stunt they did for it was the only good thing about it um because they were just like well this isn't good, so like the only way we're gonna get anyone to watch this movie is just to make them think about it as little as possible before they watch the movie. And yeah, it huh. worked. but nice. the movie did not.
1: Have you seen the other Cloverfield?
0: I oddly enough, I've seen 10 Cloverfield Lane, but I've not seen the original Cloverfield. Um, 10 That's Cloverfield Lane. Terrifying. is really good up until like the last 15 minutes when it suddenly remembers it's a Cloverfield movie. Is
1: that like mm-hmm. John Goodman's in a bunker? Yeah. That that one? Yeah.
0: The whole movie is basically just John Goodman and uh, why why am I blanking on her name? Um, she's, Mia's looking it up,
2: I think. Uh, Lane. Uh,
0: Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I think. Oh, Um.
2: correct. Yeah. I it's
0: do- the whole movie. It, it's basically like John Goodman in a bunker and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, like, wakes up there, and he's like, hey, the world outside is, like, ending, so I saved you and brought you here. And But John Goodman's also, like, insane. He's so John Batman. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and so the whole the, movie's basically... That was, like, a me joke. Yeah. It
2: was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the whole movie's basically her being like, well, I don't know if the world's actually ending or if this crazy man just kidnapped me. So she's, like, trying to escape. And <sighs> it's really, really good. And then i guess spoiler alert for the end she escapes and then there's aliens running about nice because cloverfield uh and it just kind of does not i didn't think it fit the tone at all um it just kind of turned it into a weird sci-fi movie and i'm like that's no i don't want that i feel like they should have just not had this be a cloverfield movie and just like had it be a really intense suspenseful movie but Hmm. yeah that's a movie i like not one i dislike nice so um
1: just for the sake of consistency i have to mention that the cat in the head is also just a yes half star movie half star. um is this the only thing that we can fully agree on maybe it is like i think there are movies that we all just like really love but yeah. maybe we don't love them the same i think degree. we all
0: hate this movie but you and i hate it in a fun way mia just hates it this is true <laughs> this is true i think yeah
2: pure anger coming from me yes <laughs> absorb the aggression we should parks and rec <laughs> <laughs>
1: very good um we should do a group halloween costume where one of us is the cat in the hat cat in the hat and the others are it the has to be thing kyle one, thing one thing two
2: it has to be kyle i think
1: so want to be in the hat sure all right we'll be thing one thing two
2: robert pattinson sorry
1: yep wow spoiling my halloween costume to everybody Oops. yeah i'm sorry. gonna be uh robert pattinson in the kitchen for halloween so
2: can i be the kitchen you mentioned this
1: to me, and I don't understand how you're going to be the kitchen. I don't...
2: Trust me, it would make sense. Are you going to dress
1: up as a fridge? Yeah. How? White sheet. You're a ghost. <laughs> John, uh, I almost said John Pattinson. Robert Pattinson <laughs> and a ghost? Just have like... No.
2: Okay, I would build Put a, cardboard... a box head. And oh. And then just be like that. Perfect. <laughs> we should make this happen. And then I'd just stand behind you. I mean, it'd be better if we were going to like a party yeah and we could go together but we're not to going to a party we're just you.
0: gonna probably hang out in kyle's house we should like <laughs> all find pictures of a similar uh of a similar vibe to that mainly because i just thought of the idea Ooh. of being uh, oscar isaac eating hot cheetos with chopsticks <gasps> and i think that'd be fun. you that would be so the
2: beanie and the hair
0: hell yeah but
2: <laughs> yes i love this
0: mia
1: who are you gonna be Relative we'll to find.
2: There's like a trifecta, or I, th- I think no, like there's, there's a one sure a or Ronin. of four. yeah, yeah, it, like getting pop. I think
1: you should find a, t- a Timothy Chalamet one. Just be that.
2: I th- I know there's a tweet where it's four pictures, but I it's it's those two, yeah, and, and it was like Saoirse. the four horsemen of the the apocalypse. Yeah, I don't remember what well, it is though. So we'll look it
1: up. But yeah, anyway, um, you also have Independence Day resurgence on
0: there, so. Yeah. Have you guys seen the first Independence Day? No. It's a lot of fun. It's just kind of a fun Fourth of July alien adventure. Will Smith k- kicking aliens butts and <laughs> shooting them with a plane. Uh, it's it's a good time. Alien uh what is it? Alien Resurgence, not Alien. Uh, in- uh Independence Day Resurgence. It's it almost feels like a Transformers movie. It's just, like, really, really, really bad. And, like, tries setting up sequels that are just never going to happen. And, like, none of the – like, Jeff Goldblum, I think, is back in this movie. He is. But Will Smith isn't. They tried to get him back, but they just couldn't. And so they just – cast some dude as his son and like said he died in a plane crash or something and in reality he was shooting suicide squad because he picked to do he chose to do suicide squad over this movie which i think was an objectively better choice um
1: not that much better but i guess a little bit um yeah it's
0: it's it's another movie that just every time i remember it exists it just makes me angry it's it's bad it's (sighs) a friend of mine had like an emergency like we were seeing the movie together like opening night and he had like an emergency of some sort and he had to get up and leave halfway through it and i was like man like (laughs) i I just want to leave with you like i just i just (laughs) i don't want to be here (laughs)
1: you're like oh no i am also having an emergency and that emergency is i hate this movie
0: (laughs) pretty much yeah
1: (laughs) very good um all right up next we have transformers the last night
0: yeah, as I just mentioned that Independence Day Resurgence is basically like a Transformers movie. This literally is a Transformers movie and I think it's the worst Transformers movie. It's garbage and it just it's constantly switching between aspect ratios like mid conversation and Stanley Tucci like plays Merlin. And, like, nice. a lot of the, like, he plays Merlin in, like, the opening scene and then plays a different character in the rest of the movie in modern time um, <laughs> that has no connection to Merlin. It's, so it's, like, Michael Bay is just like, you know what? You're here. We'll just have you be Merlin. Nice. Um, and the whole plot has, like, Optimus Prime, like, trying to find, like, Excalibur or something. And I don't even, it's bad like it just doesn't make sense and mark Wahlberg is just running around and being mark Wahlberg. like i don't know it's like take any of the vaguely redeeming qualities of the first three transformers movies and just cut those out and cut out shia labeouf being obnoxious and replace him with a really bland mark Wahlberg, and i guess medieval stuff and here you go nice yeah wow good stuff it's not good
1: i've never seen any of them i've watched um there's this a series called caravan of garbage um on youtube by a, a, a favorite youtuber of mine mr sunday movies um and uh i watched all of those recently because they did a, a series where they watched all of those movies in, su- in succession and just kind of made fun of them and yeah i feel like i've gotten all the information i need from from those uh those yeah ideas, um, i have
0: also watched those and yes yes you did yes um
1: so yeah uh next also we have...
0: the movie's like two and a half hours long nice it's yeah
1: yeah mike man michael bay he's just he's just quite the guy so <laughs> yeah. yeah um next we have masterminds which i remember seeing the trailer for but i just really don't know anything else about this movie so is
0: this like the comedy mm-hmm. with uh yes. like zach galifianakis yep. and yep. uh yeah kristen in it. Kurt, yeah kristen wig and they're like rednecks who are getting married or something, I, and there's, like, some heist? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, they're organizing
1: I rem- one of the biggest bank heists in American history. I
0: don't remember, like, anything about this movie, but I just remember it, like, actively not being funny. Like, every scene, they're, like, making jokes, like, and they're just, they're trying really hard to be funny, but I don't think there was a single joke that worked in the entire movie. <laughs> it was just awful. It was a painful experience.
1: Very good. Wow. Um, your last half-star movie is peppermint i've not heard of <laughs> peppermint oh, is gosh.
0: basically taken but with jennifer garner Uh and it's really really bad i think it was my worst like when i wrote an article a couple years ago for like the worst movies of like 2018 or something i had this at number mm-hmm. one Um just because it's yeah I think I've just kind of blocked it out of my mind because it was such an awful experience. And I like saw it in a theater and it was, I was the only one in the theater, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but I remember like, if I if remember correctly, the beginning of the movie almost feels like a really bad episode of like CIS or something complete mm-hmm. with like a title sequence of like a rock song playing over shots of like LA and yeah, just like the cast popping up. Like it just, it feels like really bad television.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: owie. Very good. Yeah. Um, so you got a bunch of one-star movies. I think for the sake of time, I'll kind of just go yeah, through ones. Skin through and pick the good ones. Yeah, ones that I think are interesting, or maybe ones that not necessarily I disagree with, but I just am <laughs> interested that you think that they are very bad. Um, Maleficent. I think you've talked about how much you hate these movies. but uh,
0: yeah, I think the second Maleficent is a significant step up from the first one, but the first one, it's just... I think uh, Angelina Jolie's performance is good, but the rest of the movie is just kind of a half-baked trying to – a half-baked try to, like, make the story of Sleeping Beauty relevant, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't work. I didn't think – it was just – like, you know the people that are, like, really, really, really into Disney movies? Yeah. Um, like, it feels like it's directly made for them. Um. Not that that's that's a bad thing to be, but, like, it just doesn't really make any sense. They're like, hey, people who vaguely like Sleeping Beauty will watch this, I guess. And that was as much thought as they put into it.
1: Very fun. (laughs) Um, What else? A Wrinkle in Time. I heard that that was, like, not good, but I didn't didn't
0: hear it was, like, terrible. Mm -mm. I think it just didn't make sense, Um, and the performances were, like, not great. Um, And it was just kind of... Reese Witherspoon and Oprah and a few other really big actors. Wigs, right? Yeah. With really bad wigs and like absurd costumes, just kind of like <laughs> flolicking about and being like, Oh, time is like broken. And Chris Pine is at the center of the universe.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Chris Pine, Chris Pine is at the center. Of in the my universe. universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I read the book when I was a kid. Cause it's, it's a, it's the first in a series of children's books. Um, and I was just like, "What is this? Like, it is, it is an absolute trip. Like, like there have, there has to be some drugs involved. With, like the writing of that entire book and store. because it's like, it's like we're flying on a unicorn through the fabric of time. And I'm like, what is going on? So yeah, it's a, it's a lot. I
0: think what hurts the most about *A Wrinkle in Time* is that it's directed by Ava DuVernay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Who's like a really, really good director, but it just doesn't. It's bad.
2: Yeah.
1: I know, like my mom really likes *Wrinkle in Time*, so I'm, i I apologize to her um, for our, um, well, she really likes the book. She did not see the movie, but um, I, I'm sorry for our slander of of this of this book that you love. But yeah, I just it's just it's just insane. So yeah, um, I think the last one we can talk about is *Scoob*.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, *Scoob* just came out this past summer, um, and I was actually looking forward to this. Uh, like, I really enjoy. Uh, I enjoyed watching all the Scooby-Doo cartoons as a kid. I enjoy the the James Gunn written uh, live action Scooby-Doo movies from the early 2000s, um, and I thought this would be like just a fun kind of modern animated take on Scooby-Doo, but it just completely abandons anything that made Scooby-Doo good and replaces it with just like a really bad plot about like superheroes. Um, instead of just like sticking to what makes Scooby-Doo work, it just yeah, tried to be a generic animated movie instead of working with the good things that they already had. And it just kind of, yeah, it didn't work.
2: Sad. Yeah. Sad.
0: I think the voice cast is really good, but,
2: but
1: yeah. Sad. Well, yeah, that's a bunch of movies that we hate. Yeah. <laughs> I had a good time talking about it.
0: Movies are good, but sometimes they're not.
2: <laughs> sometimes they're not.
1: That should be the tagline of this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like we could revisit this topic some other time because yeah. there are plenty more movies that I really hate, so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mia just, like, looked at me and smiled with this, like, just <laughs> like, manic expression of, just, like, yes, there are many
0: movies that I hate. So much
2: hate. <laughs> That's me.
0: All right. Well, yeah, that was episode 28, I believe, of wow. The Nebraskans. Wow. Uh, or maybe it's 27. No, I think it's 28. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them. Yeah. Of Cinebraskans, the Daily Nebraskan Entertainment Podcast. Yep. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Cruz, joined by my co-hosts David Berman. As well as
2: Mia Everding.
0: And yeah, thanks for thanks for thanks for tuning in.
2: See ya. Bye.